I love human videos. I hate to have to speak right after one. I can't... Uh, it takes me a minute to get <clears throat> kind of cleared out. We are working this um, early part of this year from the theme Ignite. And we have picked up the theme since the second Sunday of the year, Just Walk Across the Room. This is the third installment of that. The scripture says it like this. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And he later said to them, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We go to a lot of trouble to send people, money, prayers. Sometimes we go ourselves briefly to, to foreign countries to fulfill this, and that is so appropriate. But all of us know that it is not about foreign lands only that God is concerned, but he is concerned about those of us right here, right now. I think the way I want to say this for our purpose and who we are and what we are about is let's just see how many of our circle we can take with us to heaven. How many? And I, I have this little, I have this little, uh, Oh, I think it's probably appropriately called passive-aggressive streak. It's like, okay, if you don't agree with this, well, then just look around your circle and say, well, in your mind, don't say this out loud, please. In your mind, just say, okay, you go to hell, and you go to hell. I mean, it's like, we don't have anyone like that, do we? And so let's just take this. I don't want you to get under some kind of... Uh, weird condemnation because that just paralyzes us, doesn't make us act better. But I want us to get under the seriousness that God is about saving our entire circle. Our entire circle. And if it's our circle, then we're probably the key. And I know that if you're like I am, you not only feel inadequate, you are inadequate to do this. And so, hallelujah, we have a helper. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will become the foremost theologian in middle America. No, you'll be my witnesses. What does a witness do? Tells his story. Please. Do not get all the answers for lost people. You don't have time for that. They have more questions than you have uh, answers. And more questions than you have time to get answers. So let's do it this way. Uh, our kids' ministry is in kids in 3D, and I want us to live in 3D. First of all, developing friendships 
by engaging in the lives of people around us, discover stories before sharing our own story and God's redemptive story, discover their story, and then discern the next steps by following the Holy Spirit's direction. Can you do that? Well, if God helps me, yeah, I can do that. Okay, good. Let's just talk about this this morning this way. First of all, in developing friendships, you're going to have to just walk across the room. I remember when uh, Bill Hybels brought that book out, and I thought that is the coolest, low-key. It fits my personality because I am not one of these that just goes around looking for someone to talk to, you know. But I can submit myself to God and say, there is a person that's not engaged at this moment in conversation, and I can go speak to them and just walk across the room. This is the stroll from the circle of comfort to the zone of the unknown. We fear the unknown. But if Jesus is walking with us, then it ought to work out a little better. And if we have received power to be witnesses, power to tell what has happened to us, that's what a witness does, what he has seen, heard, or experienced. That's, that's the role of a witness. We have witnesses in court and so forth, and that's the role. You don't have to be an authority. Now, in court, there are also expert witnesses, which you probably ain't, okay? I've worked at this for a long time, and I definitely am not an expert witness, but I've got a story, and so do you if Jesus has changed your life. Develop friendships. Then we go to the second D, which is discover stories. Tell me, tell me your story is a perfectly good question if you have a relaxed atmosphere where you can visit with someone. Now, don't do that if you're going two floors with them on an elevator and will never see them again. Because that's not long enough for them to comfortably have time to tell you their story. But we need to find places where we can be relaxed and have um, time to hear people's story. You know what we do. We have power lifts on our garage doors and remote controls. And when we come in and are pooped, We open that door a half a block away, go in there, and those who really value their privacy will use their remote to close the door before they ever get out of the car. That won't work in this. We're going to have to find a way to meet people. And if you're serious about this, the Lord will show you before Before I completely leave developing friendships, there is a problem that is obvious here, but let me go ahead and say it. We are going to have to start scheduling 
time in our lives for people who do not know God, people who are far from God. Now, that's the zone of the unknown. I love my circle of comfort. Sit down with someone we have so much in common that either one of us could make the statements that are coming out, whichever one it's coming out of, the other guy could have said it because we're just so much alike. And what's to not like about that? I can't think of anything that's to not like about that if you're talking about my comfort and all about me and I'm the center of the universe and my comfort is far more important than anything else that you have ever seen or heard of. Okay, I did get you there, didn't I? But if the Lord has put us here with the commission to go and make disciples, has said, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses, then it's really not about me. It's really not about my comfort. I wish I could get inside your skin. I'm working on it. Maybe the Lord's helping me. If he helps me, we'll do that this morning. I want to get under your skin. I want us to see that the stuff that we say, like, that's just not my personality. I don't have the training to do that. I don't have the time to do that. Besides, I don't even like them. Okay? All of those statements are saying, I am about me. And God, you can go sit on a tack. You say, I would never say that. Yeah, you did. You just did. Understand, dear one, it is to lay down our life. If we're going to follow the Lord, it is not about me. It is about his work and bringing light into darkness, life into death. Okay. Don't forget that. That's pretty good preaching. It doesn't inspire much hooping and hollering, I noticed, but uh, then you don't hoop and holler much anyway. So, and when you discover stories, there are some things to keep in mind. First of all, proximity. Now, I think we use close proximity all the time, and that's, that's redundant. You, you can say close or you can say proximity. They mean the same. It's like close, close or proximity, proximity. You've got to be close to them. Proximity, you're just going to have to get within earshot, as a matter of fact, within conversational shot to, to do that. Then personal style. This is not about learning to do this mighty thing just like Bill Bright, the late great Uh, leader of Campus Crusade for Christ, who was an incredible evangelist, and you're not going to be like Bill. Not going to happen. And it would be a lot more comfortable if you were like him, but you're not. And so you're going to have to find your personal style from the Lord and just be yourself. I, I did this when I first started preaching. Some of my favorite preachers could, could walk the aisles, preach loud, and have incredible content all at the same time. 
And you, you weren't giving up anything. I mean, the teaching was just going to be just as fast as you could write if you took notes. But it was so entertaining to just be there and watch them and, and experience that. I tried to do that. And man, is that hard. As a matter of fact, it, it's not hard. It's impossible for me. And I, I finally said, well, Lord, maybe I'll just get the content part down and get it out the best way I can. Because that, that was not my style. It was not, I was not capable of that. I'm sure if I had spent three or four hours a day working on that, I could have come up to that. But it, the Lord did not put that in my heart, and that was not what he was saying to me. It was just, get it told, fella. And so I, I worked on that. Your personal style is just you. God made you. Now, if you've got some hang-ups, just like uh, uh, these people were sharing about the awful guilts and, and other things that they were experiencing, you may need to get some healing. God does that. But he'll work you through that stuff. And it's, it's wonderful as he releases our style to be freer, but it will still be the same person. And we'll probably have very, very much the same style, and it's a wonderful thing. Commonality is an important thing. Try to find something that both of you like when you meet this new person. Bill Bright, not Bill Bright, Bill Hybels uh, loves to sail a boat, race a boat. And uh, so anytime he could find someone who had that love, they just lock in on that, etc. Just like that. Golfers. Uh, or if you hate golf, maybe you can find somebody who hates golf. I don't know. Um, love the Chiefs. What a place to start. The Chiefs front office done quite a job to make us all aware of it. And, and some of us love Chiefs. Uh, we would love them even more if they won more, but they did pretty well this year. And uh, just find common, commonality. Sensitivity is a very important thing to keep in mind when you are working toward this kind of connection where people, after you listen to their story, will listen to your story. So by all means, be sensitive. Uh, be careful about political incorrectness. If you're turned off by that term, get over it. That's not our greatest problem in this world. Our unbelief in Jesus Christ, and we look at him as if he, he has nothing to give to us and that he is no one as far as my life. That's the worst problem we have in this world, okay? So if political correctness is a huge turnoff to you, you just need to be healed, maybe forgiven even, but God will do that so that it's not about our little hang-ups. Did you hear that? It's not about you. It's about these people. Be sensitive to things that might hurt them, might just turn them off. Because if the Lord has appointed you as the one to build a bridge to this person over which bridge they may come into eternal life and you put up a wall or you do something that causes them to put up a wall, I don't think the Lord's glad about that. And you'll need to meet him in prayer and get that worked out. And don't do that anymore. It's called repentance. Understand? I'm trying to be clear. And, and basically, just take the risk. Just walk across the room. Out of the circle of comfort into the zone of the unknown. Number 3D 
is to discern the next steps. Bill Heibel says that he is the ultimate resource provider. I love that. He doesn't have to lead them to Jesus. Not today until it's time. Give them something that will help them take the next step moving toward eternal life in Christ Jesus. So, you need to know about what book might fit their need, what, uh, what DVD you might give them. Uh, some people need a worship CD. Be sensitive and discern that the Holy Spirit will help you have the right resources at the right time become a resource provider. And then there is that that we really, really do hate to give. It is the be with factor. You just have to spend time with them. And I know that we don't have time. I understand that. When we started our home groups, we had a strong attendance on Sunday night service. And we were, we were getting excited about home groups again. And I said, you know what? We're not going to do home groups and keep our Sunday night service. And the ones that were excited about it kind of their mouth fell. And I said, if there's anything we know how to do around here, it is fail at home groups. Four times during my tenure, we tried it, and we had about two that were operating when this thing came up. So we, we did away with Sunday night, and it hurt my heart. I didn't like it at all, but I know how our schedule is. I understand that. So understanding that when I start talking about be with, it's like you got to be sitting there saying, huh, aren't you? You don't have to, you don't have to respond. I, I read your mind, so there. I really can't, but in that, in that case, I can so how do we handle this? All right, in every day, almost all of us, in every day, we have a little flexibility. And if you're like I am, I treasure, okay, I got some flexibility. I think I'll stop by and just have a cup of coffee all by myself. Stop by this best coffee shop in town and just hang out. If they had those little tiny cinnamon rolls, I may have one of those. Now, who is the focus of that? So there is some time there, isn't there, occasionally. The be with factor means we have to take time that we would like to just hold on to dearly and give it to someone that we don't know very well but that the Lord has seemed to assign to us the be with factor. And another thing is just show up. I, it's like this is really sophisticated. I love this kind of intellectual power in my sermons. Just show up. Be with people. You have the choice of hanging out with wonderful godly people like myself or some heathen like Frank Holzel. Make your choice wisely, okay? 
And I want to be with you, and I thank you for even thinking about giving me a little bit of your fellowship time. I am honored that you would, that you would even entertain that thought and not just choke when it comes, okay? Thank you. But what we need, if we really believe time is short, is to reach out and just to keep reaching out beyond the circle of comfort. Oh, my goodness, I love my comfort. I hate pain. I don't want stress. And you know what that whole paragraph was about? It was about me. And that's not what this is about. It's about lost people that will spend eternity without the Lord unless somebody reaches out to them. And all I have to do is just take these steps of being good to them, kind to them, and just showing up. Now, when you get their story, then you have to discern their next step. That's the third D. And after that will come your own before and after. If they have heavy-duty theological questions, be very careful. That may be a trap to, to shut down the work of the Holy Spirit. Sidestep that stuff and plead ignorance unless it's just a lie. You know, don't lie, but, but don't fake knowing something you may not know well. You have experienced the power of God in your life. You need to be able to give that in 100 words or less in plain English. Plain old English. Now, some of the problems, I love this line, good stories gone bad. Some of the problems are long-windedness. If it's over 45 to 60 seconds, it's probably too long-winded. Fuzziness just goes from one thought to another, and it never makes a pow. This is what God did for me. This is why I'm crazy about Jesus. And purge, cleanse your vocabulary in dealing with people who are far from God of, of this glory to God thing and uh, kingdom of God. You know what the kingdom of God is? If they're from certain parts of the country or certain parts of town, they have seen kingdom hall of Jehovah's Witnesses. So maybe that's who you are. You know, get rid of that stuff. I was so confused and I came personally into contact with Jesus Christ. And my confusion went away. And I'm fairly clear-headed and happy like I never was before. Now, did that sound religious? It didn't have any King James. Get rid of the King James. We don't do King James English, do we? That's from the 17th century. This is the 21st century. There's a, you know, you can change over to modern English. You're there, aren't you? Okay. Uh, one of the things that we really love to do is, uh, um, I was lost, but now I'm found. And man, that takes you up to where you are so much better than anybody else ever was. 
Don't you love that? Doesn't that make you feel great? <laughs> Get rid of superiority, all right? No superiority. You're talking about your story. I was in a mess. Jesus touched me. And I, my life is just much more organized and happy. And I, I enjoy my life. I enjoy my family. I enjoy my friends. I can even enjoy my job. Okay? Keep it away from superiority. Now, begin to think about this um, before and after pattern because in a few days I'm going to ask you to sit down and write out your story in 100 words or less. You don't have to do it today, but you can start thinking about it this week. We'll be back, and if you come back, you can count on. I'm going to say, now, this, this is what I'd like you to do, please. So be thinking about what it is that where you were, how Jesus touched you, and where you are now, your before and after pattern. It's a, it's a fun thing. Now, this walking across the room can be compared to this. We think of it as, some of us, as so scary that it's like walking on water. And I can just see Jesus. These guys are in the storm, in the boat. It, it's, it's dangerous to be out there, but, but they're working to try to get to land. And Jesus comes <laughs> walking across the top of the water. This is, this is weird. Can you imagine that? And they have this... Uh, they probably have a little old lamp that they're trying to keep from blowing out so that they can sort of see the oars and the stuff. The sky, the, the sky is dark, and there's no city lights to reflect on the clouds, you know, and sort of sometimes we have, have an overcast. It's, it's half light almost because of all of the light pollution that reflects off the clouds. But, but they didn't have any light pollution. When the sun went down, if you had a, had a little lamp, it's like... Uh, you know, one-tenth the size of this little flame here. And, and you didn't use that all a lot because it took oil to do it, and that was expensive. And, and so these guys can see a little bit of motion out here on top of the water from this little tiny lamp. And, and Jesus is walking, and he's going to go by them, the Scripture says. And they freaked out, which is a good plan, I think, when somebody's walking on the water. I mean, that's a good plan. <laughs> they just screamed. I, you know, something's going to come get them. And something did come and get them, actually. They were right about that part. But he told them to cool it. And Peter did something. I, I don't know where this came from. Crazy man. Jesus, if that's really you, Tell me to come to you. And Jesus said, well, it, it really is I. Come on. And Peter walked on the water. Now, you remember that he sank. Peter walked on the water. Now, when he sank, it was not a big deal because Jesus was right there. So get over that. Peter didn't succeed at walking on water. Oh, yes, he did. As long as he stayed focused on the Lord, he was successful in walking on the water. And I want us 
to see this. If it's as scary to you to walk across the room as it is to walk on water, just remember that if Jesus is calling for this, it is perfectly safe. And if you botch it, he is there and you're not going to die. Walk the water. Just do it. Now, this is as hard on me as it is on you, uh, harder than for some of you because uh, the way I was born, some of us born more extrovert, more introvert, the others, uh, I'm one of the latter. And you know what that does? Jesus said, go into all the world unless you were born an introvert. And then you're off the hook. Right. 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 And the, we intro, introverts are going, yep. Yipper, yipper. Good. You're a theologian after all, pastor. You see, it's not about how we were born. It's the fact that they haven't been born again. And we have. And we have light walk across the room. If it's like water, walk on water. You keep your eyes on, on the Lord Jesus. You won't sink. You take your eyes off. You will. He'll be there. You're not going to die. We're safe, and it's, it's going to be so exciting. Now, this stuff, some of you have tried to do all your Christian life. It would be nice sometime to have something new to preach. So far this year, we haven't done that. Uh, but we're going to stay on this subject because this is what the Lord is saying to this church for this year. And it's going to work. And you are going to begin to come back to me with these stories. Pastor, this is what I did. This is how it worked. Uh, I hope I'm better at, at what I'm preaching than I am at hanging this thing on my ear. But, um, you know, actually, we're still making it. And when it falls off, I put it back on. So if we, if we fall down doing this walking across the room, we're still going to get up and walk across the room. Hallelujah. Okay? You all right with that? We're going to have a prayer time now. And I want, to, I want to broaden this far broader than the sermon. Um, the last two years we have had, it seems to me like dozens of members of our extended family that have died. A few in the congregation, but so many of our, of our siblings, of our parents. Um, and this, this is hard on our faith. And in a moment, I'm going to ask you to come down for prayer. Uh, some of you that are here this morning are being stretched various ways in your life. And you need supernatural strength. You may have a loved one that's going through um, a really trying physical time. I want you to come, please, and let us pray with you. You know, someone that's, that's happening to... Uh, Step in for them and, and, and just say, when someone puts their hands on you, say, just pray for X, pray for Joe, whatever. And uh, that the, because uh, we need the touch of God. We all know someone who needs healing. And uh, it was kind of interesting. Before service this morning, I noticed I was one of the circles, but we also had another circle of people praying for an individual. And and I was praying for a physical one. This was before church. And, of course, you know you can't do that. It has to be at the end of the sermon. 
So don't do that anymore, okay? No, this, see, Jesus wants to just heal. He wants to bless. And if it's time to pray, if it's before the sermon, pray. Just pray. You know, if you don't have music playing, pray. If you do, pray. Because we, we are in such need. Uh, and God loves us. We want to be out of the way as much as we can to let God ignite our lives, his church, lost people for his glory. So that if Jesus waits to come 365 days and we are here one year from now, we will look around and say, oh my goodness, look what God has done. He ignited us. Hallelujah. Let's just plan on that. That's the will of God. He wants to use people like me and like you to just set these flames. And if you, if you just need a touch from Jesus, I want you to come when we stand in a moment. Just let God ignite something in you. And if you listen to this sermon and you say, you're trying to be cute, but it's not working because I can't do that. Get the nerve, if you can't walk across any other room, to walk across this room and come down and say, you know what? I listen to, I listen to Pastor and he, he's trying to make it so simple and it's just not working for me. Just ask for prayer. I mean, don't fake it. Why would you do that? We know how you are anyway. And we sort of like you anyway. So let's, let's get help. You see, it's not, it's not the walking across the room here to get prayer that's the big deal. It's God Almighty, the creator of the universe, that will actually step his power down enough that he can put some of it in you and make a difference in you. That's the big deal. And we are there. Hallelujah. When, when, we get, when we get those down here that are coming for prayer, I would like for you that stay at your chair to just move into prayer. You know, raise your hands. Just, just begin to get with God. And let's believe for the victory that God will ignite us, that he will heal, that he will comfort those who have been bereft. All of this stuff is the will of God. It's a good place. You know that? It's a good place to be. May we stand. And if you need prayer, if you need to receive Jesus Christ as Savior, you just come on down with this bunch that comes. He loves you. God bless you as you come.